Hey, y'all, hey. <laughs> so it's 7.30 on a Wednesday night, and you're here with Sugar, Natalie Sugar Brown. And this is the Natalie Sugar Brown Show. Okay. And for those who are new, I'm going to introduce myself. I am Natalie Sugar Brown. I'm a woman pugilist, boxer, woman boxer. I've grown up in this industry. I have... Um, been a part of a lot of firsts okay and so i speak the language and i know how things go enough so much so that i now have a platform to share all the in between the lines type of conversations that you would want to have about women's boxing for those who are true thanks for thanks for meeting suge every wednesday at 7 30 and chatting me up because you guys, I'm talking to all of y'all now, it's a conversation. Yes, the conversation is about, uh, we, is, this is where you come to talk women's boxing. And it's not women's boxing numbers and percentages and statistics, no, right? We're talking about the life, lifestyle. We're talking about women behaving badly. We're talking about what all of that translates into the growth of the industry of women's boxing, right? What kind of bad makes us money, right? So I'm not sure, I'm really not sure how long tonight's show will be, but tonight we wanna to talk about an upcoming uh, match uh, between two contenders out here in women's boxing and one of those contenders may be a bit interesting more interesting than the other right so it's green she hulk okay um just starting off just gonna open open up with thanking all my guys here at talking fight for um making sure they make time for sugar on, on Wednesday nights because sometimes we go way, 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 way down into the evening. Chime in, ask questions, ask any question. This is not, no one's quizzing you. Your opinion is respected. We may not see eye to eye and agree on a lot of things, right? And yeah, I'm gonna call you on your bullshit and you know what? I've been called on mine too, right? But we're having a conversation about it and like to hear it, hear it go. So um, my lovely assistant, can you please uh, start off? Okay, so this weekend, this fighter here, to my, uh, if you're looking at the screen, it would be my left am i right you guys i'm sorry like i really <laughs> over here over this way to my right okay um olivia curry is a contender who will be fighting this in the super weight and super middleweight division um she will be fighting shadasia green Okay, so um, did a little homework on this bitty here, okay? 
And so, you know, I was saying this, you know, out of anybody, out of everyone that could have gotten such a wonderful opportunity on this Jake Paul card that's coming up, you know, because Jake Paul and now he's he's really he's become a, a known promoter. Right. And he's good at promoting fights now and he's featuring women on his cards. So this sub 10 fighter, Olivia Curry, uh, gets a break. Huh? Uh, the matchmaker did their job, I guess. Um, and Olivia Curry, seven wins, two KOs, one loss um, by, uh, and she lost early in her career uh, by a fighter named Karina Ortiz, who was 1-0 uh, when she um, fought her. So she, she lost to a pro debuter, okay? Man, man, where my picture go? Y'all don't play that. Don't play like that. So Olivia Curry, whose picture uh, you see up there, has uh, uh, she she has uh, some she has a bit of a background. She was an amateur fighter, as well as a Muay Thai fighter. Okay, and she has been on platforms uh doing both in you know in in arenas where people came to watch her on an amateur and a pro level okay i'm not going to downplay shouty okay because everyone's got a fighting chance she stepped up to the boogeyman shadeja green yes right because shadeja green is now supposed to be the one this the one now right um this the one that's going that's going to be the the problem um for 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 all of those who are on who are on top but let's talk about let's talk about what like why it's, where's the excitement okay but first let's give olivia curry a little bit of shine this is this will probably be one of if not the biggest one of the biggest fights of her entire career, okay? Uh, lovely assistant, let's go on to the next one. Um, image, please. Okay, so there she go. She got the the USA Boxing Amateur uniform on, on, on her, okay? So this is what this is what fighters who sign up for these prestigious tournaments general this is the you know this is the outfit so you know that she's participated in tournaments she's been a part of the, the she's she's been a part of the culture okay so to speak of uh climbing and and getting that experience and coming through the filter of amateur boxing okay so she was doing it she did it she she was a USA boxing fighter, right? I always bring up this point, right? That a fighter can come from any background, okay? What they're trying to sell now is, oh, all fighters, all good fighters, especially in women's boxing, have good amateur pedigree, right? Which I think cheapens our terrain because yeah 
amateur, the amateurs is one avenue. Okay, sanctioned USA box, whatever, IABA, if that's even who they are now, I've been out of it for so long, the amateur scene, that's one, that's one way. That's like going, have, getting your education, going to college, getting your master's and doctorate degree, okay? And then you have other avenues where people have experiences and they learn from their experiences meaning the underground, okay? And fighting, especially when you decide to become a professional. What the background does not determine your value. Your performance determines your value, okay? So I, I always encourage, even when I, see the, when I see these broads in the bars, in the parks, in the backyards, I always encourage them to keep going, right? Smarten up, keep going. Because one day, one day, right? You'll make it to where you wanna go. Just like these sanctioned amateurs that uh, take the, take the um, sanctioned way. But I digress. So this fighter right here, that's her as an amateur, Olivia Curry. Uh, next image, lovely assistant, please. Okay, so there she goes. And she, I mean, that was a amateur picture, a picture of her as an amateur. And now clearly you see that um, this is her as a pro, okay? Um, she, and you could tell by, you know, that she, her, her hands are, are gauzed and taped up, right? We ain't using hand wraps no more, right? We 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 really getting ourselves um, we really getting ourselves loaded up, right? So we so them knuckles can go come through the through the gloves. Um. So this fighter here, she fought at middleweight. Okay, middleweight is like in the, just call it the 150s, okay? And she's had most of her experiences in that, in, in that division. Big tall girl, 5'10", and um, you know, I've, I've seen, I've seen this type before, you know, as, as you grow and develop in, fight, in the fight world, you, you can kind of categorize the body types and what to expect from them right so looking at this this one this this one is the typical um bigger middleweight broad she's probably bottom heavy i've seen I, I mean i'm looking at i've looked at her pictures and so if she's bottom heavy that means she's she ain't too crafty with the movement she's going to be right there in front of you and she's going to be moving forward right and so you got to use your your head and you got to use your strategy to have a game plan against a fighter like this, right? Because that doesn't mean that they can't do damage. They can't hurt you. They can't win. That doesn't mean that. Okay. Anyway, you see, she got the blood on her face. She's smiling, right? She one of them that like that, right? So, um, you could tell that she 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 wants to get in there. She don't mind leaking. 
she gonna make you leak and then y'all gonna just be playing in it okay um which it gives me a bit of background on her style what kind of personality she has when she behaves badly okay so this one this this broad she goes in there and for the sake of fighting that's what she'll do she'll fight just for the sake of fighting right she want to win but she like to be in there whether she getting her ass whipped or not fighting and um you know that's that's a, the type that's a type that is you know that's a type that as you grow as a fighter male or female right because you you got males like that too those are the ones who help you figure stuff out in there because they're game right you could hit them they take and they give and there's some, sometimes i used to hate this but um uh, a couple get they get hit with like a, a couple of them get hit with that shot Pew! and they come back then they go you know y'all y'all who fight y'all y'all know what i'm talking about right they come back and they smile and nod their head i'm like Bitch, what you smiling at? What you nodding your head for? Oh, you like that? Okay, here's like three or four more knuckle sandwiches. How you like that? You fool. You know. But anyway, um, look at this this broad's um statistics. Okay, um, she is ranked number three in the world i mean i'm looking at box wreck this shit is crazy she's ranked number three in the world with seven with eight fights um on box wreck out of 34 middleweights in the world craig in the world so that alone you know this is why i'm, I'm having that we're doing this show because all of a sudden women boxing just done got cool Right, I'm surfing, you know, serving the cyber, the cyberverse, and you got all these talk shows and all these people. They have guests, and, they, and everyone's talking about women's boxing, and and everybody can make a show out of it. I'm like, since when? Right? Um, and what are y'all talking about? Right? You having these? Like everybody can get these broads as guests on their show. That's why Sugar don't, I mean, Sugar don't have guests. Um, because, you know, I, I, the, the show is for, the show is for you guys. The fans of women's boxing. That's really what the show is for. The show is for these conversations where I have a platform to, you could come and you can talk that talk. I'm fine with it. Long as you long as you don't get disrespectful. Right? And that's what I don't, you know, I mean, I I I I know that, you know, that's what is not out there with these other platforms because unless you notice know shit, unless you know what you're talking about, when somebody comes with what they think and what they believe about certain things if you don't know what you're talking if you don't know the game right then uh 
they can hurt your feelings. They can embarrass you. You know, they, they it can turn negative, right? But as a as a woman pugilist, I've I, my experiences and before you know before women's boxing even became something where a, a seven and one fighter like her can go on a platform and jump heads now of all great contenders you know like she's she's doing what they used to do like i guess back in the early 90s when you know um it it, it didn't matter like there's a broad a woman a crone like me you know one of us needs to step up and say and talk about it and talk about the bullshit, right? Um, so she's ranked th number three in the world all of a sudden, uh, Olivia Curry, okay? She's ranked number two in the United States. Let me tell y'all, backyard boxing, bar, bar these unsanctioned, where y'all at? Where y'all at? Come make this money. Come make this money. This broad right here is ranked number two in the United States. And she's only had eight fights. Y'all better come on in here. Make this money. She's about to make a couple thousand dollars. Right? Even though low key, a lot of these club fighting broads and backyard boxers and stuff, they've been been making that bread over us but now you can make more you can you can make more out of it come on come on y'all um so she's 33 years old she's abroad fair fairly you know moderately aged abroad she's 33 so she'll be peaking in about uh two to three years okay so she's she got some this is her time this is her time um Goodness, I didn't look. So I looked, I'm looking at her box rec and you got to even look, box rec, I like what box rec is doing. You can have followers on box rec now, which is awesome. And um, they're actually showing the manager agent, which they used to, but it used to be kind of shady. And she's managed by a gentleman named Trinidad Garcia and Rick Ramos. Now, Rick Ramos um, rings a bell because he, his fighter as well, is um, Jessica McCaskill. Okay, so they have the same manager agent in this deal. So I suppose that's how she made it onto this huge card. I, I, I'm sure she wasn't no phenom that now she's a contender that where she can face Shadeja Green, who is also, you know, this this phenom who hasn't really fought high-end opposition. And that's what I'm talking, that's what we're talking about tonight. That's what I'm talking about tonight. Okay. So Olivia Garula is the only is the only notable fight on um miss curry's skid row okay 
Olivia Kirk. She's she's aside from that, she's fought. You know, she, she she's fought uh, stepping like not even stepping stone fighters, but she's she's fought um, and and not even four and forty fighters. Meaning four and forty fighter means you know a fighter that has you know uh, twenty wins. 30, 30 losses, you know, there's a lot of women out here like that because women fighters out here like, like that because most women fighters don't want to fight somebody who's actually a fighter. They want to fight career uh, opponents, okay? The beautiful thing about now is the the valuable matches are starting to get notoriety and and benefits right if you're not like the most recent one that i spoke about um alicia bumgarner versus christina lenadarto okay um christina lenadarto has always been she fought katie taylor she fought all of these great fighters but she wasn't celebrity status for some reason no, she's she's a bit of a celebrity because you know she was she was on a platform where people could actually see her, and even though she lost the fight, she still has some kind of recognition because she put on a good fight. She wasn't a tomato can in there. Okay, strategy could have been way better, but she wasn't no tomato can right? It was a real fight. Lovely assistant. Next image, please. Okay. So now we're looking at Shadesia Green. Okay. This the one, right? This the one everybody's talking about. This is She-Hulk, Miss Green She-Hulk. Okay. Because all of a sudden, uh, she the one that's going to beat uh, she's the one that's going to beat Savannah Marshall. She's the one that's going to beat uh, Clarissa Shields. Oh, the, the, not to mention, oh, she would not, Franchon Cruz is not even any competition. Oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? I did a bit of a, I touched on her a little bit earlier when in her, in her rise when she was, was she sub 10? She was either sub 10 or, or close to 10, okay? Um, and not that I'm dissing homegirl, okay? I'm not putting, it's not, this is not, boxing is a sport where I can't, it, 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 I can't sugarcoat your shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't, I'm not going, I'm not going to put powdered sugar on your, your bullshit and try to serve it as dessert. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I got to call you on your, on, on your shit. Okay. Now, Shadeja Green is ranked number three in the world as a super middleweight. Okay. Um, Miss Curry, who we were just talking about, Olivia Curry was ranked number three, three, um, Goodness, now I got to look at this because they both, this is box rack too, y'all. 
Olivia Curry is ranked number three as a middleweight in the world, right? But there are a lot of middleweight, according to BoxRec. There are a lot of middleweights, though. You know, I don't understand how Olivia Curry got to be up there number three. So, you know, somebody done made a call, right? I'm calling this bullshit. Seven and one. And you rank number three in the world. And we don't even know who you are. I can't find no footage on you. You haven't, you haven't, you don't have no receipt. You don't have a receipt. But yet you, you, and you but yet you got a ticket to the dance. You got the ticket. You're the main event at the dance. And you ain't got no receipt. This is the bullshit I'm talking about. Right. So as a middleweight, she's ranked number three in the world. Um, there's a South African fighter that's ranked above her. OK. And um, at number four, we got Olivia Garula. OK. And this, let me tell you something about Olivia Garula. Gar Olivia Garula has fought as low as I think 100, uh, like uh, 120 pounds. Yeah. And then she's gone, like she's fighting as high now as middleweight, right? Junior, uh, junior middleweight, middleweight, junior middleweight, right? Olivia Garula. I think I may highlight that one because I like, I've always liked her tenacity. Um, and she's one, you can, she, she's been in this she she's grown up in this right and and she's 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 contributed to the growth of a lot of women fighters in women's boxing so yeah um olivia garula don't sleep on her um marcella cornejo is number five desley robinson out of uk Okay, and then we have, uh, we go down some South Africans and you know, they, these are, this is, I would call this a zombie weight class. Okay, it's a zombie weight class because none of the contenders in the weight class have any type of, um, none of the contenders in this weight class have any kind of standing or pull as far as the value of their performance. All right, ain't no killers in this weight class. They all dead, right? The walking dead, uh, right? So this is the type of weight division that Olivia Curry's in that, yeah, she can be, I guess she can be ranked th three in the world because everybody dead. Now, the champion of the middleweight, of this middleweight division is Clarissa Shields, right? So Clarissa Shields might have made a smart move by going down to this weight so she could hang out a little bit, right? Ain't no contenders coming for her in this division. So nobody's going to man be no mandatory for her. She, she could take a vacation down here, right? Because ain't nobody coming for her. Right. But if she was uh, in the junior middleweight, uh, well, she, if she was in uh, not junior middleweight, the middleweight um, division, 
the super middleweight division, you know, not junior middle, you know, um, she would have a lot of people knocking on her door, right? Even from rematches, like she'd, she'd always, she'd, she'd have to be sharp, right? So now she's chilling in the zombie weight division. Oh, if she gets an opportunity, she makes money regardless because she doesn't have to, you know, she really doesn't have to extend herself. Um, so Shadeja Green is now 12 and 0 with 11 KOs. Okay. Um, so let's see who, let's see who, who went the distance with, with Shadesha. Because those are the things that you want to, those are the things that you look at when you're stalking, um, prospects okay so everybody done got tko'd but a fighter named uh iras hernandez uh took her the whole six rounds so um shadeja shadeja can be managed right because one person did it one person lost but they didn't get TKO'd by her. And each TKO is, it's not KO, right? TKO is when the ref stops it, right? And the ref can stop it for any reason. A lot of TKOs are arguably uh, fights that should have had the opportunity to continue to the end. A lot of TKOs, right? But I think refs just get bored in there and they'd be like, you know what? me and this shit and they stop the fight you know um it is what it is some of them get paid right because those tkos now they they their ko's on her list and it brings her value up right so the promoter may do a deal like that with the ref and the matchmaker that's how these things go okay um so Shadeja's Green's Skid Row also looks as scanty as uh, Olivia Curry's contender-wise. Yeah, I said it. She she ain't fought nobody, right? Now they say you know it it's it's floating around that Shadeja Green came down from one ninety a hundred ninety pounds, right? But we're women out here. So 190 pounds, it wasn't like she walking around D's, you know, like the pit bull off of Tom and Jerry, you know, she was a fat lady and she lost some weight and she got her ass into some shape. And now she's campaigning down at super middleweight. Okay. So, um, that to me, that that's, them selling that or you know people being concerned about that is is also why we need to have these conversations about women's boxing because men's boxing ain't the same if you're looking at her as you would a contender in men's boxing you got it all wrong okay um she's moving she's losing weight to be 
you know, to be more dangerous. Okay. So she's moved down from, uh, 190, but what kind of 190 was she? You know what I'm saying? How many 190 women? Well, you know, when you had women like Vonda Ward, who was like, I think she was like six foot six or something like that. And she could walk, she could walk around at 190, right? And be muscle, right? Uh, Shadesha, I think Shadesha is maybe about 5'10". Um, are they putting heights? Well, on box rec, they say that she's 5'8", but everybody knows that we lie, especially women's, we lie on box rec, right? Never ask a, a woman how much she weighs and never ask a woman what's in her purse. Anyway, um, so her KO percentage on box rec is 91.67%, okay? Um, she, they call her the sweet Terminator, but I would have gone with um, She-Hulk for, you know, everybody knows she, the Incredible Hulk's green, you know? And then She-Hulk green, you know, it goes, it goes, right? Um, sweet Terminator, I'll be back. I mean, I don't, but you grow into your, your nickname. You grow into your stage name, okay? So, yeah, I, I don't know if y'all may agree with it or not, um, where, you know, I'm, my stage name was Too Bad, Miss Too Bad, Sugar, right? You let me know if my fans and my people in boxing, women's boxing, uh, got it right with, with this one. Um. Okay, but with uh, Sweet Terminator, I'm looking at her skid row, and and uh, she, I mean, followers on on Box Rec, you know, she um, ranked number three in the world as a super middleweight. Okay, so let's see what um, Box Rec has. Let's see where her spot is. Okay. Um, so Savannah Marshall has all the belts, right? So Savannah Marshall is, is the queen of that division. Then still, Franchon Cruz is ranked number two on box rec, even though she lost her, all her belts to Savannah Marshall. And then under Franchon Cruz is Shadesha Green. We got Ellen Cedaros, who got beat up by pretty much all of those, uh, Savannah, Franchon, and Shadesia. Um, Sonya Drelling, okay? Which, you know, I had to, guess who I saw in a bare knuckle match the other day? None only than Sonya Drelling. I, you know, I, I, I had to give her that give us some props, you know, not a lot of baddies step outside of, of, you know, of their discipline anymore. So seeing her in a bare knuckle match made me, uh, made me a, a more of a fan of her. So I, I, I appreciated that. And she, she looked pretty good in there. She, and she got robbed. I think she got robbed. It was over there in the UK. 
she fought abroad that kind of reminds me of um, a, a welterweight fighter named Callie Rays. Yeah, she fought a girl abroad like that. And they, they even kind of resemble each other. Look it up. It's out here in the in, in the cyberverse. But it was it, Sonya Drelling's uh, bare knuckle match was very entertaining. Um, then, you know, you got an Italian at the rank number six, uh, Citali Ortiz. Oh, no, she's not Italian. She's Mexican. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Then we have South. Them South African girls are, are doing it. They, they, you see them in, in all the rankings. I, I appreciate that. African women, they, they, they doing it over. They fighting over there. Then we got Colombian. And then we have a, another UK broad and then an American broad at number 10, right? So I'm not saying the names or anything like that because when I, when I look at the rankings or when I used to look at who's representing where, I had a pretty decent, I could get a pretty decent idea of the, um, of the quality of opposition from each place, right? Because I, I, I could, I, I understood that train certain type of training didn't exist or doesn't exist in certain communities of women's boxing, right? There's some some communities where just you just find a strong girl and she can do one to slow ass one two will get her, you know, she'll plow through all the contenders in, in her, in, in her neck of the woods, right? Because no one's being taught. And then you got a place like say USA or the UK now, or I would even, I mean, um, South America. Okay. Where especially South America, Mexico, right? They're not playing. Right. So if you're going to fight a Mexican as opposed to you're fighting someone, say, from South Africa. Right. You know that Mexican broad can fight. She understands it. She got tactics and strategies because that's what they do over there. South Africa, this broad's going to be strong. She's probably going to be heavy handed and she's going to be in shape. That's just what you know. Right. Um, and so that's how you determine what what the opposition's looking like. That's how we break down the these rankings and all of that stuff. Um, but back to Shadeja Green. Okay, so Shadeja is ranked number three. I wouldn't call it a zombie weight class, but it's a low key. It's almost there. It's it's turning into some zombie shit. I don't see enough. You got to at least have five baddies, right? Four or five baddies, semi baddies, some gatekeepers in a division for you to raise an eyebrow to any broad in the top 10. Yes, I said it. This is how you got to look at it, right? You're not looking at no big scary bitch or little scary broad. You know, I say, ooh, she's scary. No, you look at what kind, who, who is in the division? What does her receipt look like? 
does she at least have three baddies on her receipt, right? Or is she on at least three baddies receipts? You know what I'm saying? That's when you know, that's when you know, right? That's the formula. Shadeja Green, I, I'm trying. Like, I, I mean, her receipt, she, she fought Ellen Cedros. And I, okay, she, she's a baddie cause she had, she was a, a champion, but she was a baddie in the division when it was a zombie division. You know what I'm saying? So she, the, she was the queen of the zombies at one time, right? So now pot's starting to bubble. They going, they going to snatch him up off of her, right? And now, um, Franchon, yeah, Franchon snatched that bitch, give me them belts. I want all of them. Right. And then I just don't get it. It doesn't, it never made sense to me. I just don't understand why Franchon Cruz could have chilled, could have made money while she had all them belts before she had to pay that money back. Why did she call out Savannah Marshall? Why? That was, it just didn't make sense business-wise, right? I mean, you a singer, you a diva, you all of this stuff, but you did this, you signed up to do this to be a champion and you have been a champion, but when you have all the belts, you want to relish in it as long as you can and build a, a legacy. She only had one, she only had one fight as she only had one title defense, successful title defense, I think, as an undisputed champion. And then after that, she lost all her belts. Mm -mm. That didn't make any sense. Um, hell of a fighter, you know, but it, it, she didn't, where she should have been a superstar at, she didn't focus on that area, if you guys know what I mean, right? That's where she should have been a star. She probably should have picked on some of the smaller gatekeepers in, you know, middleweight, in the middleweight division, and, and help them make some money in her division, right? Femke, you know, fight, fight some of them broads. And, and make a show out of it, right? And then if she needs to step up, you know, and, and, and possibly lose, right? But you don't call, you, you, you don't friggin' uh, wake up Frankenstein, right? Frankenstein don't come out of the dam, don't come from the top of the hill. Don't go up there messing with Frankenstein, you know, don't do that. Stay where your ass at, right? That's where I was. But she has turned into a spokesperson, has some great opportunities outside of women's boxing. So, you know, she's, she's still around. Back to this broad here. Okay. So lovely assistant. Uh, next picture, please. Please, please, please. All right. 
So this, you know, this Shadeja in action, right? This, this, this one of the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this one of the moves right here. That's going, that's going, that's going to help her, you know, fend off the attack of the one, you know, she, she's going. Now, those, those of us who know boxing, who know how to fight, I put this picture up here for a reason, because y'all see it. I'm not going to say nothing, but y'all see it. Now, if she think she could take some a position like that in front of a mofo like Savannah Marshall, she's in for a short night. Because everybody has agreed, friend, Sean Clarissa, everybody who done fought Savannah Marshall has agreed that the bitch got loaded she she got loaded hands she got some she got the bomb okay now she don't know how to knock people out no one has taught her savannah marshall can knock people out if she's taught but she's not being taught um but yeah this here is her in action and this proves i mean this is one of my points to where she's not on, she she has not experienced opposition of the caliber that would get her ready to perform against the likes of Savannah Marshall, Clarissa Shields, Franchon Cruz. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta work under the lights. You got to work under, you got to, we got to see how you do under the lights. Sparring is one thing, right? Sparring is one thing. Having opposition that you supposed to beat in front of you is one thing too. But fighting a, a, another bad bitch under the lights, that's a whole experience. Mm, you talking about being fuck? That's a whole experience, right? That's why we hug at the end, right? Because we real that that's some real freaky shit, right? You get in, you in the ring, you fighting a bitch, and she just as bad as you, and she taking and giving just like you, and you got to dig deep and extend yourself to win. And some of the time, most of the time, when you dig deep and extend yourself, you still don't win according to the judges. So you walk out of there still with your head up because you know you behaved badly and you performed, right? That's how women fighters think, right? That's how our money is made not like the men's now lovely assistant uh next picture we won't go out here i ain't got no guests tonight y'all no guests so all right so the, i mean this the matchup right here and i you know i picked a picture with um what's what's this dude's name i i know i should know his name and it slips my mind right now um jake paul right 
<sighs> his little goofy ass, right? So, um, he, he's cute sometimes, you know, but, um, he's giving women's boxing a platform. He, you know, he's giving Amanda a platform and all of a sudden, you know, it seems like Amanda's opening the gates for other women under the Jake Paul or on the Jake Paul platform. So Shadeja has been brought onto the J Jake Paul platform. She, he's her promoter. And he's the one that's calling and also um, encouraging this Savannah Marshall versus um, Shadeja Green fight. I think it's too early. It's too early for this. Um, one of my one of my favorite quotes nowadays is a quote that um, a fellow female fighter has said um, in our conversation here on on in cyberspace on the I think on the Sugar Show because um, yeah she was she was one Brooke Deidre said her shit ain't ready yet her shit ain't ready yet. Why are you calling? Why are you calling all of these? That yeah, Savannah Marshall. She she a monster out here, right? She, just because Clarissa beat her, Clarissa is is and is the elite fighter. Just because Clarissa beat her, don't mean she's not a monster. And it doesn't mean that anyone solved the problem of the Savannah Marshall monster, right? Clarissa, Clarissa did solve some of the problems, but Savannah also has so much room to grow that she can still be a real problem in women's boxing. Um, she reminds me a little bit, just a little bit. She ain't got the dog in her. She and as um, this fighter right here, but Anne-Sophie Mathis out of France. She kind of reminds me of Anne-Sophie Mathis because Anne-Sophie Mathis at the time um, was like, this was when welter, the welterweight division was hot, um, was frying it up like hot grease, okay? Everybody was in that division and down, including sugar, okay? And um, Anne Sophie Mathis was about 5'10", probably 5'11", rangy ass welterweight. I, I, I should do, I should, I'm gonna bring her up on, on, on my show one day because she is also one of my favorite fighters in women's boxing. Um, rangy, but she could fight. Anne Sophie Mathis could fight can fight, could fight, okay? Especially when she was in her prime. Um, and so Savannah Marshall kind of reminds me of her because Anne-Sophie Mathis was, was hurting women. There was no denial. Everybody, even the greats, Belinda LaCrente, right? Another great in women's boxing. Came back and said, nah, bruh, nah, Beagle, nah, Beagle. That bitch hurt. She'll hurt. She'll hurt you. Right? So I suppose, because we don't talk about, we don't compare uh, these new generation female fighters to the 
older generation female fighters like the men's do, right? That's how they keep their legacy alive. We don't do that in women's boxing. We should, but um, I, I, I believe Savannah Marshall can be a throwback Anne Sophie Mathis, um, and she should study Anne Sophie Mathis if she wants to learn something about her attributes as a fighter, because Anne Sophie Mathis uh, did well with her style and, and with what she had, which is what's very similar to what um, Savannah Marshall has. Anyway, now we're talking about Shadeja Green now. Shadeja Green looks slick. I ain't gonna lie to you. She looks slick. She look, she looks slicker than a jerry curl in the summertime. Right? Not a dry jerry curl. If you, if y'all know about this, this what this only certain folk know about that jerry curl, right? I'm talking about when, when you put the activator because I I know about this just about all the little girls um in my neighborhood and at the school and everything had a jerry curl and when you was on downtime instead of the bonnets now that you see a lot of um young girls wear it was the plastic cap to keep your jerry curl moisturized keep it juicy <laughs> right and so in the summertime we out there double dutching or whatever we playing and that activator or whatever would just slide down ever so subtly on my on, on everybody on on the girls' faces that had the jerry curl, okay, and do, looking greasy as a month, greasy. Talking about like looking like you you had that cooking oil sliding down your face, just greasy. But those were the good old days, right? I miss a good jerry curl. You don't really see those often. Should bring them back. Anyway, um, slick boy. Okay, so Shadesha Green, she in there, she doing that that stuff. Like I'm, I'm telling y'all that she do. But against the type of opposition she's been fighting, I'm not impressed. Do that shit against Franchon. Do that shit against fighters like um, uh, who else? Because it's a it's it's some zombieing going on. Do that shit against. Let's do it, uh, Christina Hammer. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about. Let's bring. Let's bring Christina Hammer ass out. Let me see you do that shit against. I mean, she gonna have to stop using that cream on her dog but Hannah Gabriels. Let me see you slick your way performing with fighters like those before you step up to the monster, right? And now it's a mandatory, now it's mandatory that they fight. Are you kidding me, Shadesia? Girl, this ain't this ain't the move. These women out here, these women in women's boxing, are allowing um, people to make quick bread off their ass. 
right? You want to make as much bread as you can for a long amount of time. If you want to fight, if you fight in King Kong, if you start out the gate fighting King Kong, then who are you going to fight next? Who are you going to fight next? Who's going to want to see you fight anybody after that? Unless you're going to stop uh, Savannah Marshall, which I don't, I don't see it. Depend that based on your performance with these sub-level opposition, Shadesha, what that that she's been fighting, I don't see where she's going to do anything like that. She's I don't see where she's gonna be a problem for a Savannah Marshall, right? Because yes, they do um Shadesha Green was an amateur national champion, but in a zombie division. She was a heavyweight. Right. And that heavyweight division ain't been popping since the 90s. Right. It was some it was some, um, it, it was some good big girls that was around Keisha Snow, Tiffany Logan. You know what I mean? Like a Shadesha Green versus a Keisha Snow. Keisha will walk through her ass. Keisha Snow, right? These are the these are the conversations. These are the names. Even a even Tiffany Logan. You know what I'm saying? These are the names that need to be coming up now in these conversations with these broads, right? Because if they set the measure, even a Carlette Ewell, Right, Carlette still, and she's still, she, she a dragon with the gray hair and shit. And she's still fighting as a heavyweight or is trying to. She don't play, right? Um. So, you know, these bigger broads. So, Shadeja ain't have nothing. She come down to super middleweight. Oh, look, oh, the boxing wizard 63. Just stopped by to say, hello, sugar, stay great. Hey, the boxing wizard 63. Thanks for stopping by. I thought I was going to be left on my lonely in this thread. Thank you, boo boo. And he gave me the thumbs up too. Thank you for stopping by and saying, Hey, and thinking about your sugar on a Wednesday night. Um, be good to yourself for the rest of the, your night. You deserve it. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is what I'm talking about, you know, the, the this the one, you know, the the one that's gonna the one, you know, uh the one ring to rule them up, please. You know, and I'm not it's it's not a diss or anything like that. But what I've what I do know in women's boxing is if you if you make to look like something without standing in front of something real everybody will jump on your coattail in women's boxing all you gotta do is like is is just act like you you was like you a tough scary motherfucker. all you gotta do is act act like you're scary and people believe you in women's boxing right but it don't be it, it, it it's not the scary ones like in men's boxing it be the ones that look like this that you need to be afraid of because you got to ask yourself the question, why is she here? She do she she too damn attractive and not a blemish on the bitch face. Why is she here? 
That's scary, right? And some of us used to get said, some of us, you know, the, the more, you know, unscary types used to get set up. But the, for the most part, the ones that stuck in it after the setup became very, very scary, right? So that's, you know, that, that the, these are the points that I'm making. Lovely assistant, bring my, bring the next picture back though. Bring the next picture back, please. Um, we look like we're going to wrap it up a little bit early tonight. I ain't going to go for too, too much longer. We are hour in. Come on, lovely assistant. Where my other picture at? So that, you know, that's what I'm saying. And I just feel like, um, for the sake of Shadasia Green, right? Because that's, you know, she's, she done struck, you know, popularity. She done struck it. She, people know her now, right? For the sake of her, she did not get a chance to develop much. She hasn't learned the lesson that Savannah Marshall learned when she fought Clarissa Shields. Shadesia hasn't learned that lesson yet. But Savannah Marshall has learned that lesson. He... <laughs> And and this is this is the thing, you know. These are the, the next picture, lovely assistant. This this is the point that I'm making. Franchon Cruz has learned that lesson. You know what I'm saying? A lot of broads now at the height of that division have learned that lesson. So, so what, um, lovely assistant? I'm seeing the the one same picture. What what y'all do? You y'all. The next one, the next one after that, here we go. This matchup right here, Franchon, the Diva uh, Cruz versus Shadeja, uh, what is it, Sweet Terminator? I, I liked it. I, like, I, I would have called her the Hulk, man. I mean, she's she, scary and stuff, right? I think she's more so of that, you know, than the Sweet a sweet Terminator. She's so sweet, but she's a Terminator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Girl, marketing. Talk to your marketing people. Anyway, um, you know, Franchon, I always say, you know, Franchon, she's not the she's not the prettiest fighter, but she's hard to fight. Right, so I really believe that Shadeja should have given herself some credit and fought Franchon Cruz before she before she takes on um, Savannah Marshall. You know, um, because if you believe if you believe that you're the sweet Terminator. And after what Savannah Marshall just did to Franchon, I would have, I would have upped my value by making an an example of Franchon Cruz. You know what I'm saying? I would have made an example. I would have done. I would have hit it hard, and I would have attempted to stop Franchon Cruz since she just since. Um. Savannah Marshall pretty much beat Franchon from from post to post in that ring, you know. What I'm saying had her stumbling and 
right? I would have tried to top Savannah Marshall's ass whooping of Franchon Cruz, right? To build my value. And then it would have built up the money value of me facing off um, Savannah Marshall, right? Because at, we, we have to sell ourselves in women's boxing where we had to, especially like I'm looking at it now, a lot of these bras, they, they, they have people helping him actually caring, right? Us women, us old school, call me old school. We had to think of our own shit. We had to think of our own stuff. Uh, lovely assistant, before you take my picture off, just switch it to the next picture, please. Um, we had to think of our own selling points and find out what the what the crowd loves about what we do. We had to do that and be consistent in what we do, win or lose. We had to do that, right? So, you know, the, the, the credit here, I, I, the conversations alone gives us credit, right? Respect and love on your old school women fighters. Now, this the poster, because y'all know I always, I always look at the poster and see how they selling it, okay? Now, they sell in the, the, um, the, the male fighters, you know, and the women fighters. And the softest mofo on the poster is the one to the far right. The one right here with the corn rolls. <laughs> He's smooth. Even his face with the, um, with, with the beard smooth like mine's. Everybody else looking like they, they jacked, right? And I ain't going, like, I'm not going, it, and Women's Boxing Channel, I was in, I was in the Twitterverse the other day. And um, I, I saw where, um, I saw where one of my supporters, one of my um, wonderful guests that always shows up, I, he, uh, WBC Women's Boston Channel they ain't come in tonight. Maybe uh, they went to bed. Maybe they was tired because it's oh, it's like in the wee hours of the morning over there where WB Women Boston Channel is at. But I was on the Twitterverse and Women's Boston Channel brought up um, something that I said on my previous show where I said uh, Alicia Bumgarner is on them drugs. Yes, I did say it. Now, I didn't say she was on no illegal, or she she might have been on legal or illegal drugs, but she looks significantly different than she did before she hit the big leagues, okay? And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what it looks like, what it looked like when you pop in them extra strong Flintstone vitamins. I know what it looked like, cause I seen it. I seen fighters do it, stick themselves. I seen them do it and I see what it does to them. And so if by coincidence, I see the same things in other fighters, I'm gonna speak on it, right? Because 
It's not fair. It's not fair. Right? You're not supposed you you're not supposed to be, you know, taking these extra strong Flintstone vitamins, rubbing these creams that makes you that gives you an edge. You're supposed to work that. You're supposed to work your body, work it hard, earn it. Right? Just like the rest of us do, that do it natural. Right? So I, you know, I just, I just found that in this poster is just some, just three hard face mother in this picture. And the one that, you know, that's looking soft and smooth is, is, is homeboy right here. Now, um, I don't know who this would, I mean, they're selling it. They're, they're selling, this is the imagery that they're selling. So, um, they're selling this tough, tough type of hardness that um, they want to portray that, I guess, the stable of women in uh, Jake Paul's group is. They hard, they tough, you know. But hardness in women flow different. The swag's different. A hard woman, her swag is different. A hard woman ain't about the muscle. A hard woman ain't about the wear in her face, right? You could tell she having a hard time. <laughs> a hard time is different from being a hardcore woman, right? So I always, like some of them hit that button, right? But for the most part, these male, these promoters, these men promoters, they're taking away the appeal and the longevity in what women boxing is. And I'm an advocate of women boxing. Now, I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying I ain't no fan of a tough looking stud, okay? But what I'm saying is, if you go and market that, there is a part of that stud that's still a woman, right? And what we sell in is women behaving badly. That's what we sell in, right? I, a hard, you know, a, a, a pretty woman with a hard ass face, not sure. I mean, there may be some appeal to it, right? But everything else can't be hard, right? Um, because a hard woman don't look hard. It's her swag that's hard, right? Um, and you see a lot, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of women boxers out here that, that got that hard swag that I like, right? Some of them have that glamour with that hard swag with the glam, right? And some of them got that machismo female hard swag, right? But it works. I used to have a, a, um, a, 
fellow fighter. She wasn't even on my team. She was a stable. She wasn't a stable mate, but we trained together and we were really good friends. Her name is Cynthia Lozano. She was a middleweight fighter back in the early 90s. Much older than me. A lot of these a lot of those fighters were women, grown women compared to me. I was one of the youngest, youngest of that generation. Um but she had it. She had it. She was a she. She had that stud vibe, that image. That she she was the first one. She yeah, um, sticks uh, is Puerto Rican and Italian. Like she has this the swag of that. I'm not talking about it, this ain't racial. It's the swag of the culture, right? There's also another fighter named Punchinella, Miriam Punchinella, right? And she became middleweight champion too, but she had she had a hard swag to her. She used to bring her son to the gym uh, every day. The cute little badass little boy, right? But I, you know, um, but they, you know, they had this swag that regardless of what they portrayed, you know, you knew that they were no nonsense women about the shits and with the shits, because they showed up and and they made you want to see what they had coming next, right? It's not doing that. It's not giving that for me in a lot of these, in a lot of these marketing attempts for women's boxing. So I, you know, I just want more of that, right? Because when you market women fighters, women boxers, you get more opportunities to make that bread, right? I mean, call me Betty Crocker, but I want to bake. I want to make, I, I want to make the bread. I don't want to buy the bread from the chef. Call me. I want to bake patty cake that baker's ma'am. I want to make the bread, right? So I want platforms now. Sell every bit of it, right? Open the platforms and give the opportunities make that bring pour the opportunities in to make that bread okay anyway next image because well, i'm wrap wrap it up wrap it up there she is shadasia green i call i want to call it she hug but she's the sweet terminator there she is um and I guess she looks scary, right? But somebody like, a fighter like me, that shit is like, you know, I, that shit don't scare. I ain't never been, you know who I've been afraid of? I'm afraid of that elderly lady with them rollers in her hair. And some of them put that cigarette right there on the edge and they talking to you and the cigarettes like this. Or, like my grandma got the set it, the roller setters and the bonnet and the house coat. And your ass better not, your ass better be home before the street lights come on. Because if them street lights come on and your ass ain't in the house, then shit get real scary. <laughs> so, shit like this? <laughs> no, no. Because ain't nobody like this ever do nothing to me. 
and won't never do nothing to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this is her marketing point, Shadeja Green. She looks fantastically in shape, very strong, thick and durable. And I mean, I'm going to say this, this fight coming up between her and Olivia Curry on the 5th, one, two, three, four, five, fifth of August. Um, I, I say that there's a bit of interest and not because not because it's a even, I don't think it's an even keel matchup. Um, Olivia Curry is moving up from middleweight, right? They could have found another super middleweight for this broad to fight. This is what they doing out here, right? Anyway, um, you know, calls were made, Ramos and them, you know, somebody rubbing off and doing favors for somebody else. So hey, there you got it, uh, Olivia Curry. You got you got a big fight. Everybody going going to see you, and everybody going to see what happened, what happens between you and Shadesha Green. And I hope, I just hope, um, you do well enough for yourself to be proud about it. Okay. Um, the, this matchup for me is just, uh, me getting an assessment of what I see that's consistent in this fighter here, Shadesha Green. What does she consistently do that may pose a problem to the elite fighters in that weight division. Okay. Well, Got to see some because um, after this fight, and she's supposed to be stepping up to Savannah Marshall, but I mean, yo should have, I mean, they're steps. It's called stepping up. So you could have fought a, 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 a caliber opponent that wasn't the, the tip top, right? They have their reasons for what they do. And I think, you know, what they're trying to do is make this road to uh, Clarissa Shields somehow. But Clarissa chilling, um, as she should, because she works very hard. Anyway, that's the show tonight, you guys. Uh, thank you for chiming in, even if you don't chime in live or if you hadn't dropped anything in my uh, chat box. I really appreciate you stopping by. I really appreciate you uh, riding with sugar and being here with me on Wednesday nights at 7.30. Sometimes I'm late though, right? I'm sorry. This cyberverse, right? This the internet, but y'all don't know, like in my world out here, they, they got a sweet tooth. A lot of people want some sugar for some reason. And I got to be there to give them a little bit of sugar every day, right? I don't know. They just like what I do. Um, Take it how you want to take it. Um, but thank you for chiming in. Thank you, the Boxing Wizard 63, for stopping by and saying hello to your sugar. You guys like, subscribe, and share. I I mean, I some, someone bought me dinner the other night. I really appreciated that. I it, 
it. I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, do more, do more things like that. There's nothing like spoiling a woman and making her feel special and good as you guys do with me. So until next Wednesday, you guys check out all of the other shows on our platform, Talking Fight, okay? We got some interesting uh, people on here that have some great perspective, right? So while you waiting on me to come back, check them out. But until then, bye-bye.